Oh, good morning. Um, sorry it's a day late, dollar short, whatever. I'm back to corded headphones, which actually could probably benefit recording this, but I'll try that for next week. Note it, write it down, don't forget it. We'll try that next week. But I'm back to corded headphones. And it feels pretty good, you know. It kind of feels... We're starting off hot and heavy. It kind of feels good to lose a gift from somebody that you no longer appreciate. Does that make sense? Like, you don't want to throw away a gift. And whenever, whenever I receive a gift and then later on down the road, that person and me are no longer, like, acquaintances or around each other, I will, especially if it's expensive, like, offer a bag. And, um, such was the case for these, uh, Bluetooth headphones. However, they were not returned due to, uh, they didn't want them back, whatever. So I kept them and I've used them, but they just, you know, it's just not the same when there's no longer like the sentiment attached with them. So, I lost them. And now I'm back to corded headphones. So, actually, kind of fucking sucks. But what are we going to do? Um, is what it is. They're in the back of an Uber somewhere. Um, I also, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong for this. Tell me if I'm wrong. But, gosh, if that's not my catchphrase, tell me if I'm wrong. But I'll also offer cash back. Like, I basically offer to buy the gift back. I've done it with old roommates. I've done it with friends. I've done it with family. Like, doesn't matter. Only one time was a gift returned. And it was a Glock. So, you know, that was kind of more useful elsewhere. I think, I told my dad this too, um... Because I do have a couple of little pieces. And I think that they, like, attract trouble for me. They're more like a bad luck magnet. Um, or I feel more entitled to use it when it's really unnecessary. If that makes sense. Now, not that I pull it out and actually use it. But what happens is in my brain, when I feel as if there might be a scenario transpiring in which I would need to use it I could which is a scary thought rather than kind of feel as if I don't have anything to protect myself right now so let's do everything that we can to de-escalate the scenario although shout out to knife a month box uh code buck gets you your first box for a dollar they sent me two knives and they're pretty neat. So I've got a couple new blades to add to my collection. Um, yeah, that was the one gift that got returned was a Glock. And I, like, I uh, 120% was hoping that they didn't want it back. But it was a brand new Glock. So some people may say no carly you're wrong for that like if somebody gives you a gift you keep it and you wear it with pride and you use the hell out of it and you appreciate it and all these things but in my brain 
I don't know, it, it really does stem from a level of respect of, like, I understand why you bought this for me in the moment, but this was expensive, and maybe, like, you actually wanted this for yourself. I don't know. Maybe I'm twisted. Who cares? <clears throat> I'm trying to find, an, like, an analogy to compare that to, and I, I don't, I don't know, I guess I'm wrong, I don't know, I might have just convinced myself that I've been a douchebag the last couple of years for <laughs> re-offering gifts back, at least I'm not re-gifting, like, I'm not taking gifts that people give me and then giving them to somebody else, I've only done that one time also, <laughs> my mom re-gifted me with a gift that I gave her, like, I bought her this bath and body set or something like that, like lotions and soaps and whatever. And it was actually more expensive than she thought it was. Like she thought I only just dropped like a $5, like it was a $5 bucket from CVS or something. And it was actually kind of expensive. And she legitimately two years later wrapped it up and gave it to me for Christmas. I was like, wow, this was a mother's day gift. Kind of a difference. Um, but it was expensive, so I'm kind of also looking down upon the gift. Um, yeah, I had some stuff to talk about. Back to corded headphones. I feel like that's an analogy for something in my life, but I don't know what. You know, I feel like I'm just back to having a little bit of a leash. I don't have as much freedom, but also... But also, but also, but also, I've been talking about manifestation. And the other day, I literally was in the gym thinking to myself, scrolling through songs. I don't want this song to be playing if somebody looks down and sees my phone. Like, I want, basically, if some, if in the off chance somebody happens to walk by me and look at my phone screen to see what song I'm listening to... If there's a universe where that happens, I don't want this song to be the one that I'm lifting heavy to. And what a sense of insecurity that is, you know, like what a weirdly rooted insecurity similar to the re like returning of gifts. Um, speaking of friendship breakups, though, new song coming out August 25th, different days for me. I wrote it about a, a friend, um, this song's been a long time coming. It's been recorded for two years, and I just never put it out. I don't love it anymore. Um, I'll be transparent with y'all because you guys are the only ones here. But I don't love the way the recording sits anymore. I want to re-record it at some point. So when you're listening to it, keep that in mind that there will be a different version of it. Similar to like White House Road by Tyler Childers. I think he came out with the live um, studio version after the fully tracked um, full band version. And me personally, I prefer the live studio version. That's the first version that I heard, but I want to do something similar with this song. So keep that in mind. And when I play it live, if you ever get to come to a show, which, uh, by the way, got my passport finalized yesterday. So Carly Rogers is going international y'all. All the big announcements just kind of like set here in the first five minutes of the the episode, but not like right at the beginning, like a true professional, true profession, true professor, like a true professional. Um, of course, it's sitting like three and a half minutes in, but I digress. 
all the good things are coming. Um, I think I'm finally going to upload the Blame It on the Wine performance videos too. Just get over myself and put them up. I don't like the way I look in them, but how much of a prima donna can I be when I just spent thousands of dollars on the production of them? Like, I need to get out of my own way. That's a saying that I've been repeating for a long time. And I forgot about money comes quick and easy to me, so I gotta start saying that again so I make more money. Um, but yeah, I gotta get out of my own way because I, I spend so much money on these recordings and these videos and these things and these trips. And then I self-sabotage by like not putting out the content and making at least some return on investment and like by not... Uh, Sometimes I'll fly to a show and then get sick on the way to... Like, that's happened before. I don't intentionally do that. But that has happened where I'm like, let me go on this crazy awesome trip and play shows along the way rather than let me book shows and get there the most efficient way possible. And then I get sick. And then I have to cancel the show and don't make any money. Like, that has happened a few times, so... Just trying to get out of my own way. My voice is getting a little shot, though, and I'm pulling into the apartment. I got to get ready for work, but we'll give this uh, we'll give this go another round here after a while. I'll talk to you all here in a couple seconds. Well, friends, we're on to Thursday morning now, and it's fine. My voice is surprisingly lively for somebody that's awake at 3 o'clock in the morning. But I digress. I'm on my way to the airport. I'm flying to... Nashville and we play a festival in Atlanta so I'm on my way I think I got a solid eight hours of sleep last night I got in the bed about seven and then um I woke up about 2 30 so not bad maybe seven and a half hours <clears throat> but not bad we're making progress I am frustrated that I didn't finish this last night, though. Um, we may just go ahead and post this this weekend. We may go ahead and post it and then still post something from this weekend. Who knows? The world may never find out. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I talked about this on the last little segment. If I did, sorry. Last weekend, I flew from Albany, New York which is the closest airport to where I live, to LaGuardia, which is New York, from LaGuardia to Chicago, Chicago to Minneapolis, and then Minneapolis to Fargo, North Dakota. Now, I don't think in my entire life I've ever flown so many times, you know, and in the moment, I was beating myself up, I was so angry at myself, because what I'm about to tell you was a first. It's history. Um, pardon me as I pass all of these vehicles real quick. I have to be super stealth. So I have to embody... <clears throat> I have to embody what stealth is. Can you hear the G-forces in the background as I speed up? Super stealthy-like. Yeah, we stealthy like passing two tractor trailers on a highway at 3 a.m. on a Thursday morning in my 
way to the airport cause I'm flying out of Albany to Atlanta. Um, I could do that for days. Sorry. Somebody should really stop me when I get going like that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so the very last flight, everything was great. Like, everything was great up until the very last flight. And even then, again, like, it wasn't that bad. I immediately was like, I'm such a fucking idiot. Wow, I'm the worst person on the planet. <clears throat> but what had happened was I... I don't know, like, maybe it was because I didn't eat much. I started off the day with um, some Chick-fil-A, but I didn't eat it until I got to LaGuardia. So, maybe because the Chick-fil-A sat my back. Oh, I'm getting nauseous, like, even thinking about it. I don't know if I can do Chick-fil-A anymore, y'all. Um, at any rate, I ate the Chick-fil-A. It there was the, the chicken minis, you know, the little mini. What They try to fool you into thinking that, like, they're individually... Uh, made many pieces of chicken, but in reality, they are, uh, fuck you, dude. I hate people with their flat or with their high beams on. Um, in reality, they're just like the nuggets put onto many tiny Hawaiian rolls. So, I get the minis, I get the spicy biscuit, just plain fried spicy chicken, thinking that, like, Surely it's fine. It's Chick-fil-A. However, it is Chick-fil-A in Albany, New York at 5 a.m. Because I've been flying out a lot at 5 o'clock in the morning lately. So, eat the food in LaGuardia. I got like an hour layover in LaGuardia to Chicago. Another hour layover in Chicago to Minneapolis. Another hour layover in Minneapolis to Fargo. Well, as soon as I sit down in my seat, I am greeted by a very friendly gentleman. I flew Delta this time, so they had assigned seats. Because <clears throat> allegedly it's the only flight that flies from Albany to Fargo, North Dakota, by way of 17 other cities in the United States. <clears throat> had to fly to Moscow to get to Fargo, North Dakota. It's fine. <laughs> I was greeted by a very friendly gentleman. He was fine. You know, we had, like, decent conversation. He wasn't weird. Um, maybe a newly divorcee because he made one comment about, like... Well, first of all, he wasn't wearing a, a wedding ring. And he was a father of seven. So I don't really know what was going on in his life. And to make matters worse, whatever was going on in this man's life... To make matters worse, I immediately feel the wave before the wave of nausea. I immediately feel, as soon as we push back off of the um, the little, I almost called it a stepladder, but it's not. It's not at all a ladder. It's a like a tunnel that escorts you or directs you from the terminal to the airplane. Whatever that thing is, the little walkway, breezeway. As soon as we push away from that, I just, I get that little, like, heat wave with the salvation. And by salvation, I do not mean my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I do indeed mean my salivatory glands in the back right corners of my mouth and left corners. On the back corners of both sides of my mouth. Speaking of corners of my mouth, where is my... 
nicotine pouches because I'm definitely back on the nicotine. Remember all those times I'm like, guys, I think I'm back on the nicotine, you know, the last few months. Definitely on it, but also I'm on it for me, right? Oh, we're totally sidestepping real quick. I'll get back to the flight and what happened. But so, uh, what perfect timing. (laughs) Um, hilarious timing because I got off. Pause. (laughs) I, like, put the phone down for a second up on the dashboard to talk, and then my alarm started going off. So my phone starts going off. It cuts the recording, but at the perfect time. And then I forgot, though, what I was talking about. I was talking about being back on the nicotine, but I'm on it the way that, like, I'm on it. Specifically how I am addicted to nicotine, which is some days I just back to back to back to back nicotine pouch in the lip nonstop. Some days I can't stand it. I can't stand the thought of it. I don't want to put it anywhere near my mouth. Does anybody else who dips or has dipped or smokes or anything like that have that same kind of addiction? And maybe the same thing with alcohol. I feel as if, like, I was the same way always with drinking, so I never thought I had a problem. But maybe it's, like, an intermittent addiction. (laughs) And I give away my cans all the time like last weekend and not to just jump up on my set my soapbox but I do like if somebody runs out I'm like here just take mine because I honestly do not need it I only do it because I've got it on me but then also I don't do it because I've got it on me you know so I got that thing on me pardon me Joey Diaz water break this water break is sponsored is sponsored by uh what is the Joey Diaz podcast I don't remember He's got a podcast that's really funny, but I can't remember what it's called, though. And he drinks water. He drinks the water on the podcast. Um, so back to the airplane and what happened. We back off, and I immediately feel like the 30-second warning that I have before I get nauseous. Before I, I become physically physically violent by way of illness because when I get ill I'm not unfortunately one of the cuter girls who can get sick quietly and maybe like throw up in her purse and just throw the purse away or can just like choke it down like a man like take the sacrifice for the better of the community Mine is usually pretty violent, and it's usually pretty loud. I, I, you know, I think it smells. I can't imagine how it smells to the people around me. Especially in a tube with recycled air. So immediately I'm like, wow, I'm the worst person on the planet. I'm the one that's throwing up on the airplane. We're not even in the air yet. How bad could this possibly get? Well, it gets worse. I shit myself. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That did not (laughs) happen. Although normally, too much information, but normally if I vomit, I usually do pee too. So if you ever see me throwing up, or if you've ever seen me throwing up, just know I was also probably peeing. Um, But no, it got worse because it didn't stop. 
So it came over me kind of almost like food poisoning. And then I'm thinking to myself, wow, I'm the worst person on the planet because I chose. And against my better judgment, I've been fighting my gut lately. Because I stood in that Chick-fil-A line in Albany for way too long. Like, absurd. The line was just too long to justify standing in. I could have just gotten a protein bar for less money. It would have been healthier. But, and my brain said that to me. My brain said that to me. My brain said that to me. Like, the voice that I have in my head that narrates my story and that, like, has the thoughts. It always sounds so crazy when you try to explain it out loud. And I guess it is to some people because I guess there's a larger population of people than I thought who actually don't even experience that little voice in their head. Pardon me, the G-forces are kicking in again. Beep, beep. So, stood in the line for too long. My gut has really been like advocating for me too here recently because it keeps proving me wrong like it keeps it keeps whatever that voice keeps saying like hey maybe not like stand in chick-fil-a line for this long this is stupid you could go to the gas or not the gas station but the little store and get something for cheaper that's healthier and you won't have to wait in line as long you're already kind of pressed for time so let's go but i said no today i'm gonna treat myself I'm going to treat myself today. And I stood in that damn line and I got that damn food and I put that damn food in my bag. Not ran. I've never ran through an airport, thank goodness. But I did walk with with, with intention to my gate to get into the boarding line on time. Again, first flight of the day, 5.45 boarding time. So I'm thinking to myself, if I had just listened to that voice in my head that said, hey, this is silly. Like, why aren't aren't you doing this instead? Also, why is the tractor trailer that I just passed going below the speed limit, going three times the speed limit now just to ride my tail with his high beams on? Because he's mad at me that I passed him where there was a dotted line. What's up with that? Why has he been high beaming me for the last three miles? Why did he just turn his headlights back on after the tractor trailer that I just passed coming at us passed him? You know what I mean? Like the tractor trailer passed him. He shut his high beams off. Then he turned it back on with me in front of him. (coughs) Why do truck drivers do this, Trent? They fuck with me. So internally, the voice in my brain is saying, you fuck asshole you are the worst excuse of a human being alive right now on this aircraft on this 37 minute fucking flight no i'm sorry 47 fucking minute flight it's not even long enough to piss people off (laughs) like this flight wasn't even long enough to enrage people and I still managed now hindsight is 2020 I do believe this is where my root sits with this whole story in hindsight because you may be sitting there thinking Carly like you're way too hard on yourself Carly like sometimes things happen like people get food poisoning 
And granted, not to sidestep a third time, but granted, it could have been food poisoning. It could have not been. It could have been the sheer fact that I've been up in the air five different times going at immense G4 speed. And I got motion sick, you know? Like, that was my mom's first inkling. And I swore. I was like, no, it was the food poisoning. Because my brain told me I shouldn't fucking eat this Chick-fil-A. Because it's going to be bad for me. And guess what it was? My mom's like, honestly, Carly, you sound really dramatic. It's probably not that. It's probably physiological from going up and down. And you've already got brain problems. So, yada, yada. So, mom kind of talked me down from it but innately I still believe that until I just spoke about it right now and I I do in my root feel that maybe that was just a lesson in self-confidence as well because I do not to get super serious real quick but I just had that like hey maybe maybe you are too hard on yourself and maybe you shouldn't speak to yourself like that and Allie and I constantly remind each other like hey we understand that we can say in jest that, like, because Allie used to really get on to me and be like, dude, stop talking to yourself like that. Like, stop saying negative things to yourself because it, it honestly bothers me. I also just had another person this past week at my shows after that silly goose flight who I constantly just, like, kept making me the butt of all my jokes. And they were funny. But the guy just could not get past the, hey, stop shit-talking yourself. Like, you're actually really funny. Or, like, you're, like, it's not that bad. Like, you're not a pain in the ass. You're not that, you know, he kept constantly reassuring me. To which I had to reply, no, I get that. I understand, but I'm a step past it where I'm picking on myself now. Like, because there is somebody at some point in time who would do all of these same things and consider me a pain in the ass. So therefore, we've established you don't feel that way. Now can we joke about it and can you call me a pain in the ass? Because it makes me, it like, that's, I don't know. It's a weird thing that, like, makes me feel. Maybe it's some child psychological, psychological? Yes, yeah, psychological, um, inclusive. What's the words I'm looking for? train derailed what I'm trying to get at is maybe little Carly felt better and felt included when at least people were picking on her a little bit you know like it's for one my family is the type of people who will pick on you when they love you like we we've established that we love each other okay you're fucking stupid or you're ugly you know like and also we pick on we pick on ourselves my dad my whole life would either pick on himself overconfidently like sarcastically or like he would undermine himself in jest so maybe that's just also genetically or uh intellectually not intellectually maybe genetically I received that that sense of humor but also maybe I observed that sense of humor and adopted it in order to fit in does that all make sense probably not who knows it's four o'clock in the morning the conversation got boring So I can went to the bedroom, whatever that song is. Do y'all remember that weird and creepy song that we all listened to when we were 11? And I think now I've, I I got to an age, maybe like 
two years ago where I started listening to the music and seeing the kids that were listening to it or like of course on the internet with TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all of those I'm seeing young kids we're all seeing young kids especially the pandemic that's exactly when it started the pandemic showed me all of these children that were listening to these horrible songs but then I thought back like which songs was I listening to which songs was I wow sounded like a hillbilly which songs were I which songs did I listen to (laughs) when I was 11, 12, 13. And it was the I can ride my bike with no handlebars or circle, circle, dot, dot, uh huh. I got my cootie shot. Like all of those songs that we knew were inappropriate. We knew what they were about and we still sang them innocently. Or the I kissed a girl and I liked it. Man, me and my best friend used to sing that song to each other like so loudly in each other's faces, but we would never kiss each other. Also, I thought I had the other day I was scrolling on the Facebook and I just was looking up because I'm back in my hometown so I'm looking up old people that I went to school with and just seeing like who's in town who might I run into you know just like I wonder if this person's still here I wonder if that person's still here and I come across this this person I went to school with who is now seemingly happily married to another woman And I thought back to this one time immediately, like a flashback of us having a little girl's day at my house, in my bedroom. And I had a tiny bedroom, but I had, I had an even smaller closet. And for whatever reason, I think like she or another girl convinced us like, let's practice playing like spin the bottle or something so that we can be good at it. And we're in the fourth grade, fifth grade. So we're like 10. I might have been nine. Because in the 12th grade, I was, or I'm sorry, in the 12th grade. Let me go through all the grades and how old I was in each one. In the eighth grade, I was 12. I was 12, I turned 13. Seventh grade, I was 11, turned 12. Yeah, so fifth grade, I'm 10. Fourth grade, I'm nine. And, uh, yeah, let's practice playing spin the bottle so that we can be good at it when the boys finally, because we're watching movies, (laughs) excuse me, we're watching television shows, and what are they doing in the early 2000s, late 90s, like, all those shows that we watched, Boy Meets World, uh, Fresh Prince, yada yada, so... this girl spins the bottle and it lands on me and she goes well we gotta go in the closet I'm like why do we have to I thought we were just practicing she's like well we have to practice in the closet so I'm like okay I go I don't really understand she's like if we're gonna practice to be good we have to practice like this is not the girl that I don't think started the game but she was the girl that I'm now Facebook stalking you know So we go in the closet, and she's like, we have to practice. And I go, we don't have to practice. She goes, yes, we do. And she grabbed my face and kissed me. So I think I was molested as a kid by another girl. 
and she kept kissing me and like would not let me go and I'm like stop fighting it off and then she started like kind of trying to touch me like kept my like one hand on the back of my head kissing me and then took her other hand and started to try to touch me and that's when I broke the closet door shout out to my mom and dad if you ever realized or wondered why the closet door was broken because there wasn't enough room for the two of us and this woman tried to this girl tried to grape grape me so yeah I had that flashback so that happened and turns out she's not in town anymore so good deal I'm safe um so at any rate on this airplane it gets worse I keep getting sick I grabbed the flight attendant after her little security card reading and I say do I have time to use lavatory and she says absolutely not fair enough <coughs> pardon me to which I then reply I need some sick baggies and she goes pardon me and I said I need some sick baggies and the father next to me goes oh no and I said I do apologize I have time and this will not be messy because I assure him that it will not be messy because I understand my body and the way that I'm able to vomit and although it is loud and violent it does not appear typically to get too messy it's usually contained because I have enough time to prepare. I know that my body gives me about 30 seconds. Very rarely is it immediate. I have no ch- no chance. So she gives me a couple more baggies. And then the dad next to me grabs his baggie. The woman across the aisle from me grabs her baggie. Turns out she's a grandma. And I just... Ugh, just give it one of those good ones, you know. And I let it rip. And I about fill up the baggie with all of this Chick-fil-A biscuit that I ate four hours ago in New York City. I'm now in Minneapolis, returning it back to the earth. And then I catch my breath. And guess what happens? I get a little extra cough as I'm catching my breath and the chicken minis come out my nose. Now it's in my lap. Because, mind you, I've already sealed the baggie with all of the chicken spicy biscuits in it. Because I ate the minis first, then the biscuit. So the biscuit came back first, then the minis came out my nose. And how miserable I was overheating, sweating. I'm pretty sure I'd forgotten to put on deodorant that day, too. So I'm sweating. I smell. (laughs) Although I did not... I did not exude any other bodily functions out the back door. You know what I'm saying? Neither the back door nor the basement, if you know what I'm saying. So we're halfway successful here. I may have to pause. Um, I may actually not because I think I'm running a little late to the airport. Um, I digress. So, this just continues to happen. I finally, we get up to a certain point where I can finally get up and go to the bathroom. And I spend the entire flight in the bathroom. Because I go in there and I'm trying to force myself to get the rest of it out. Well then, similar to food poisoning, it doesn't stop. Like, just because my stomach is empty doesn't mean it stops. 
<clears throat> and I just continue to dry heave. And then I get a bang on the door. And I feel bad because I'm rushing the end of the story. But now you guys get the point. Like, flight attendant banged on the door. Made a little joke. I snapped. I said, this is not funny and we do not need to make a scene. <coughs> he didn't like that too much. This guy was pretty, um, he seemed pretty effeminate and maybe a little flamboyant. And so when I came out of the, the lavatory, after he banged on the door, to which I didn't even answer. I gave myself another five minutes after he banged on the door. I come out and he's like, he, he jumps up out of his seat and comes around the corner and goes, I got you a bag of ice and here's some ginger and like, here's this and here's some saltines and stuff. And I looked at him and I go, and he goes, I figure you might need it. And I said, this isn't a joke. And I don't think we need to make a scene. And he goes, okay. <laughs> Which I, so I probably just like prematurely reacted inappropriately, but whatever. I said it very quietly so nobody nobody else heard it. And I turned around, of course, I'm like, red-faced, teary-eyed. <coughs> yada, yada. I sit back down. I keep getting sick until we get to the gate. But it turns out the father of seven next to me was from the town that we're playing at outside of Atlanta in this festival. So hopefully I get to see him again. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm hoping and praying. I'm going to get off of here. Maybe I'll record more in the airport or something. Um, or when I get to Allie's. Because I do have more to say. I just keep coughing and it's driving me insane. So, um, I'll talk to you guys later. Night the weekend, but of course, of course there's a cop sitting there hiding, being a little sneaky silly goose. Trying to get people on their way to work on Monday morning. And of course I recorded this incorrectly to start. So, here we go. How is that? Is that better? Is it immediately connected instead of taking 10 seconds to connect and cutting me off? Unlike the back, like the first sentence, the last word of the first sentence. Um, weekend was crazy. It's Monday morning. It's police officers trying to catch innocent bystanders on their way to work by sitting at a place where most people would just blister through. Instead of stopping because there's no traffic because it's 5.15 on a Monday morning. So he's just sitting there targeting. I was almost a victim. And to make matters even more fun. I got to the gym. Now I woke up this morning like I really. I should just go back to bed. But I did myself in last night. I sabotaged my peace instead of just being healthy and going to sleep going to sleep last night I ate an entire pizza with an entire brownie thing from Domino's like normal but I also added in a tasty freeze ice cream on top of the brownie so I went and got like a huge cup of ice cream soft serve with Reese's cups and put it on top of this cookie brownie now if I was just Again, the victim of a targeting attack by a police officer that's sitting way off on the side of the road on this backcountry road. I'm going to be so mad. I got places to be. So, yeah. So, sabotaged myself last night. 
also screamed at my best friend last night. Feel kind of bad about it, but also I don't. And she, I don't think she listens to, the, to this or oh, whatever, but if she does, she'll understand. The lady could not drive on the correct side of the road to save her life, and it was making me so mad, and it was my vehicle. And I should not have to ask more than once when you're driving my vehicle to drive on the correct side of the road. I shouldn't ever have to ask anybody to drive on the correct side of the road while they're in a vehicle operating it. And my silly best friend last night, she just would not get back over. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know how to drive. I know how to drive. So finally I screamed at her. And I don't feel bad about it. And she's going to call me out for it. Say I was being an asshole or whatever. And I'm going to say, uh-uh, no, ma'am. Mm. Nope, you are wrong. And you're not going to win this one. And don't make me explain it. Because everybody here is going to switch sides. That's Now, I am... I did just get cut off because of my alarm, of course. Actually, I should probably shut all of those off before I get interrupted again. Um, <clears throat> oh, that's the thing. Like, everybody thinks they're funny until the truth comes out. And then they're actually the bad guy. Like, I just see this scenario happening. Now, granted, this is my own, like... This is, this is my own brain creating a scenario because this scenario has happened so many times. But essentially, like, somebody comes up to me in public and says, Oh, Carly screamed at me while we were driving yesterday because I, ta- I was driving her five-speed standard stick shift Jeep and almost got it stuck. And then I couldn't drive on the correct side of the road after we were smoking pot. Nobody comes up to me and says that. Everybody just comes up and says, Carly was such a bitch yesterday. Carly yelled at me yesterday. Mm. It's like, no. Tell the right story. And don't come up and try to embarrass me when you're the actual asshole in the story. And God forbid, if anybody's listening and I've ever done that, please, like, be like, hey, you did this to me one time. I'm kind of hoping, I think, ultimately with this podcast that, like, people listen to it and then they come back around and they say, hey, Carly, like, you said this, but you did, not that I'm hoping that I've ever been a hypocrite, but I hope that if I ever was a hypocrite, people are coming back around and they're saying, hey, no. Not that I feel like I'm not responsible for my own behavior, but, like, definitely keep me accountable. If I'm at a line, please, because I don't think I am. And I'm normally not. And I've felt that way my whole life. Like, I'm normally not out of line. And there's a few people you can ask where it's like, no, every single time. Carly has the correct intention and has the correct method and the correct communication tactics. And somebody else. No, that's me narcissistically just blaming everybody else for my own problems. Um, so, yeah, so... Woke up this morning, felt like going back to bed, but sabotaged myself. And, uh, shout out to my best friend. Love you. Um, got up, took the dog out, like, got dressed for the gym. I got, I got in the car and went to the gym. And I told myself, like, oh, you're going to be a little bit late, but you'll speed. 
you'll drive fast and you'll get there. Well, I got down here. And of course the front desk girl is hiding in the bathroom. And I get it. Like, I would do the same thing. But it's like four mornings in a row now to the point where I want to call in the afternoon when the manager gets in and just say, Hey, like, what's up with your staffing? Because if you're going to have somebody that's hiding in the bathroom for 25 minutes at 4.45 in the morning when people really have to be places at 5.30, 6 o'clock, like, then you need to have two people on staff. This is a shit show. And you can just look at the girl and tell that she's the anxious type. Like, you can tell she's like, I did everything that I needed to do for the last 40 minutes because I've showed up before and she's been late. She'll wait till somebody actually walks up to the door to turn the lights on and, like, open the doors. And it's almost as if <coughs> she does that so then people go away. No, she's just hiding in the storage closet. Or in the bathroom stall that I like to use, so I'm taking it personally. And she's sitting there with her pants around her ankles. Like, pretending to go to the bathroom. It's crazy. So then, I go in. I swipe my thing. I noticed that the girl's in the bathroom because I know we're a pair of sneakers now because this has literally been like the fifth morning in a row where she's just been hiding in there. And I take note of things like that for future memory. I can't remember what I said 10 minutes ago, but I can remember the front desk lady at Planet Fitness's shoes from underneath the bathroom stall. And, um... Obviously, come back out. She's not done. So, I'm like, all right, I'll sit on the bike for a few minutes. Because my intention, after leaving the locker room and realizing I didn't have my workout sneakers, I'm in Crocs. Which usually isn't too much of a deterrent. But, like, I came down yesterday afternoon and worked out legs pretty good. So, like, really didn't want to hit another leg day. Didn't want to hit anything because my muscles are tired because honestly it's probably because I have a nicotine thing in that I've had in for the last hour and a half it's probably the reason why I didn't want to work out um like once I got there because I could have gone through and did a circuit and like not worried about this lady but once I realized I didn't have a, a scrunchie or a ponytail or a, a rubber band or whatever for my hair and I didn't have sneakers on I was like, I'll just sit on the bike for a few minutes and wait for her to come out. 15 minutes later, she came out. And at this point, like, I have to go. And I wanted to sit in the massage chair, but I thought tanning was more important today, so I did that. And then by the time I got out of the tanning bed, I was like, I just have to leave. Like, now I don't have time for anything. So... Planet Fitness Man. Um, weekend was fine... Weekend was fine. We, uh, let's see. I flew to Nashville. I left Albany after like a four hour night of sleep. I guess I'm saying these details now too so that y'all really get like an idea of what I'm doing. I'm not trying to brag on myself, but I, it is kind of impressive. So, Four hours of sleep, got on an airplane, 
flew to Nashville, got to Nashville about 9.30 in the morning. Um, I had to Uber and Uber to the hotel, checked into the hotel early, thank God, like, because I, I didn't book it till I landed, and I did the thing where I called, and I said, which rooms do you have available right now so that I can book that style room for the reservation, instead of, let's say I book a king room, and they only have queens available, well, now it's a pain in their ass to try to switch it over, because if they don't have enough to sell an inventory, then they cannot give me you know, they can't switch my bed from a king to a queen room or vice versa. <clears throat> so I call and I just say, hey, yeah, like what's, what do you guys have available? The person on the phone kind of argued with me, which sucks. Like the first person that answered didn't. Um, she was very sweet. You know what? I'm going to make a pit stop real quick, guys. I'll be right back. Let me, uh. Let me jump back on here in just a second. I know we've been interrupted four times so far, but. So anyway. So I get the hotel. I booked the right room. But the, oh yeah, the front desk person, like the first girl was nice. And then I was on hold for about seven minutes. And uh, then somebody else didn't pick up the phone and start acting rude. And I just kept saying like, I understand how it works. Clearly, like, that's why I'm doing the courtesy of calling y'all and not doing it when I get there. Well, well, and I go, or he says, uh, well, last night we were completely sold out in king suites. So I say, well, then, so you have queen suites available? And he goes, you're a team member. You ought to know how it works. And I said, you just said you were totally sold out at king suites last night, but you mentioned nothing of queen suites. So do you have queen suites clean and available right now? He said, I have plenty. I go, that's all I'm asking, my man. Like, sweet. I'll book a queen suite. I'll be there in 20 minutes. You know? But, and then I spent the day, I went through another brain treatment, which I'm very excited about. Um, and then I played a show in Midtown. It was very nice. I got to see some people. I got to see enough people to like make my you know what I mean like just make an impression before I left like, I got to see enough people who would go back and be like I saw Carly today you know and make good reviews so it's always my goal I hate a wasted trip but I'm gonna jump off of here I'm driving home to get ready for work in this pavement super loud with the construction so background noise probably sucks um enjoy this week We'll talk more to, no, we'll talk more this weekend. Love y'all. Bye.